Provoke podcast is brought to you by Provoke Media and produced by the international broadcast specialists, Marketeers. Support for this podcast comes from Notified, the integrated, intelligent and easy-to-use PR software. Get a free demo today at Notified.com. Hi, I'm Diana Marzalek. I'm a senior reporter with Provoke Media. Um, the global pandemic that we are still so very much immersed in has put healthcare at the center stage. At this moment, we're seeing the complex interplay of health tech, providers, pharma, policymakers, and other stakeholders at a global scale. It's both breathtaking and it's bewildering. And even in before 2020, healthcare was quickly becoming one of the most compelling areas for public relations. So with that in mind, we have partnered with Real Chemistry, which was formerly W2O on a new series called Health Bites. In each episode, we have a quick chat with a healthcare expert to provide a digestible sort of what you should know to help the industry stay ahead of the rapidly changing healthcare public relations and communications landscape. And because healthcare touches on every aspect of our lives these days, we hope these 10-minute conversations will be useful to you no matter what your day-to-day role is. And so with that, we're going to launch in today's um, episode with our guest. Um, our guest is John Capodano, who is president of financial, corporate, and capital market communications at Real Chemistry. And John, welcome. Thank you, Diana. Glad to be here. So I'm going to start you off with a big, broad question. Yeah. How has the last 18 months changed corporate communications? Yeah, it, it's changed it quite a bit. Um, I think the, the function was changing slowly over time, but uh, what happened in the past 18 months has really expedited everything. Um, and what's changed most recently, I think, is tied to what's changed within our world. Um, all, a few things. A pandemic that nobody saw coming or was prepared for. Social justice issues taking center stage. The politicization of pretty much everything. Uh, the fight against misinformation and disinformation. And in the sector that I operate in and real chemistry operates in life sciences, you know, we're also combating confusion around science, particularly as it relates to, to the vaccines. So what does all that mean for corporate communications? Um, it means that they need to, companies need to be prepared more than ever before. Corporate communications is central to that preparation. Um, Companies need to be agile and ready for anything. They need to collect data. They need to collect it quickly. They need to analyze it and use that to inform what they're saying and their messaging, uh, their programs, and how they're engaging with multiple stakeholders. And, and the really good companies uh, are doing scenario planning. They're trying to identify those, you know, the next pandemic. Um, uh, they're running their teams through crisis simulations. They're making sure that you know, for that next unforeseen event, they've got the protocols and processes in place so that they, they can mobilize pretty quickly. And as it relates to the day-to-day -day running of the function, they're ensuring greater alignment across all the functional areas that fall under communications. So they're making sure that there's alignment and connectivity between investor relations, corporate communications, public affairs, and internal comms. So, so quite a bit has changed, and the past 18 months has really accelerated it. Right, it's rapidly, and you mentioned that um, corporate communications now helps companies, or companies have to be prepared for anything. Is that possible? Uh, it, it's in, in this environment. It seems um, uh, harder, but it's definitely possible because while you might not be able to identify what the next big issue is or convulsive moment um, 
in history. Uh, what we can do is try to make sure we've got the right people in place, the right structure in place. So when that happens, you know, we the a company can create whatever messaging they need to deploy as quickly as possible. They're gathering the right data and insights to inform what they need to say to the market and who and, and whom they need to say it to. So it's about putting the, the right processes structures in place versus knowing exactly what is going to hit next. And have these changes impacted what core skills are needed in corporate communications? Uh, yeah, I think it has. I think the basics remain the same. You know, you need individuals that are good and quick researchers. Um, communication skills, verbal and written, um, are clearly uh, still critical. Um, and in terms of writing, it's both long and, and short form these days. Um, I think you also now need a certain understanding of facility with digital platforms and how they operate. Um, and you need to be really well versed in the industry in which you're working in. So, uh, and more recently, and this has been you know, a steady change over time within the function, is you need to be thinking well beyond PR. And you know, it's, it's not public relations anymore. It's not just media, it's broad communications. That includes external comms, internal comms, investor relations, government affairs, crisis, public affairs. So you need to have a, a broad purview. You, know, you may specialize in one or two of those areas, but how those different functional areas um, connect is really important. Because once you look at those functional areas, you get a really good uh, uh, understanding of who your stakeholders are because they all they touch all of them. So you know you need and knowing how to integrate those functions together and together and creating an environment of efficient sharing of information and, and collaboration is critical as well. And you mentioned having to know your industry, and you also mentioned that in your industry, it's. Um, also, corporate communications was also supporting science, right? So it could be science, it could be finances, it could be what a technology, it could be anything, right? But it's really That's exactly a specialist, right. a specialist thing. So what are you saying from um, that some of the best organizations are doing from a communications perspective now? Yeah, I think that they're doing a lot of you know what I've been talking about. Um, you know, the function is certainly positioned within organization as more strategic than it ever has been, as more influential, uh, as one that can inform business objectives. Again, it goes back to what I just talked about. Uh, it's because they have insight and connectivity to a host of stakeholders, more than any other function probably. Um, so they're uniquely positioned to help inform corporate objectives. Um, they're structured in a way that looks at all those stakeholders together and not in silos. Um, outside of the communications function, they're connected to all parts of the business nowadays. They're communicating from the top down and from the bottom up. They're doing things, like I said at the top of the call, they're scenario planning and putting crisis protocols in place. And I would say maybe most importantly, they're using data and analytics in agile ways to inform what they need to say, who they need to say it to, and, and when they need to say it. So the function, it has really, modernized. I think there's still a ways to go, um, but it's definitely elevated within an organization. So it sounds like the function is, has to do everything <laughs> in preparing everybody for everything. Otherwise, otherwise, no problem, right? You're good. <laughs> exactly. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's quite a lot. Okay, good. So as a result, do you think that corporate communications has risen within the ranks of organizations? Yeah, I, I certainly do. Um, I believe its role and influence uh, has been changing slowly for quite some time, but 
to what we just talked about over the past 18 months, it's really expedited. Um, you know, we're in an environment where relevance and reputation are impacted by a single tweet. You know, a misperception or misinformation about a company can send a company's stock uh, or reputation soaring or falling very quickly. So the function used to be viewed uh, as one that you bring in after a decision was made, you're intended to execute and outreach. Now it's really seen as informing strategy and being at the table within the C-suite um, early on. Uh, it's informing strategy, and it's often that communi corporate communicators are the first point of contact with audiences. You know, we are now counselors, integrators, and change agents. Um, and because, as I mentioned, it's one of the only functions that touches all of the stakeholders, it is uniquely positioned to help inform that strategy. And, and more and more, CCOs are now report directly into CEOs. So my final point is that corporate comms is really viewed as a key driver of the business. And while its key role is still unchanged to protect and enhance a, a company's brand equity and valuation, it is now doing so from a position of, of greater influence within an organization. All right. Well, I appreciate this, this brief insight, but hopefully we will explore this more and at least it gets the conversation rolling and um, all the work that you're doing, we appreciate. So thank you for being with us. Thank you. I'm happy to participate in the future. Okay. Take care. Thank you, Diana. been listening to the Provoke podcast brought to you by Provoke Media and produced by the international broadcast specialists marketeers. Support for this podcast comes from Notified, the integrated, intelligent and easy to use PR software. Get a free demo today at notified.com.